We're so live. this week, Marvel began Phase 5, officially, with the release of Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We are not here to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. God, I cannot tell you what I'm holding back until... Oh, I'm until... with you, Gail. Yeah. Hey, I'm... you don't know. Hey, listen, you don't know. This is true. This is true. <laughs> is it? Is it a stubborn poop because you did a bathroom review? Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> we we are going to be putting out a review for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania and you guys will be able to hear that uh, Sunday. So if you're listening to this live, if you're here live with us, which, hello, thank you, uh, we will be putting it out on YouTube on audio, right, Tyler? Uh, uh, everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be so, on... Uh, GitHub, it's open source. Like anyone can access it. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so that you know, that's that's great, and I can't wait for you guys to hear what we have to say. I don't actually know. I have no clue right now, as I sit here, what Kale or Tyler think about it. Uh, I don't even know if Marco saw it. What I know <laughs> is what I think about. And you know what? Frankly. We won't get to know. <laughs> we won't know. No, yeah, we won't. No. Even know. Once we do the review, we'll never talk about it again. That's that's oh, the rule. Yeah. Oh, I gotta yeah, say, what, one of the hardest parts about the show is having to do a show before we do the review, because my juices are like, oh, I got shit to say, you know, or like not messaging. Like I was tempted to message Sean like right after I saw it because I knew he saw it on Thursday too. I'd be like, yeah. But I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to shoot my load too soon. You know, <laughs> you never want to do that. Yeah. You never, you never want to make that error. Uh, speaking Jess, of, uh, Matt Jess. has a, a question in chat for you. Oh, what, uh, what's up, Matt? Uh, if I listen to Ice Spice, wow. What a question. Um, she has some okay songs, you know, she's all right. Uh, Sean, are you a munch? Excuse me. <laughs> look, look, Tyler. What do you do? I just ask people that <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to speak for myself, okay, but yeah. I will say there are people on this podcast right now who do come across as munches. Oh, 1000. I don't think that I am fit, fitting of that profile. Are you a bikini bottom? I don't know. Pardon? Look, I came <laughs> here to talk about comic are those books related. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. <laughs> no song. Which I, I, I just want to talk about comic books and movies. I don't know what you're trying to rope me into. Um. I, so, can we, can we make yeah. that a piling around sometime? Like we have to record one of those soon. Like. Yeah, uh, I think Kale <laughs> needs. Really Kale wants to record it just so he knows what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, <laughs> genuinely, genuinely, this is not a bit. I don't know what we're talking. Yeah. About. See, Matt, Matt says Sean is Princess Diana. See, like that makes sense. Wait, what, what does that mean? What the fuck? <laughs> I, this Kale is, I, just this like is, trying to follow this like narrative. I don't know what's going on. Deep ice spice lore, and thank you, Matt, for letting me use ice spice in the tags now for the episode. That'll help SEO. So thank you. Ooh, good call. Unbelievable. <laughs> in the same week that Marvel is kicking off their Phase Five, in the same week that Jonathan Majors is making his big screen debut as Kang. Mm -hmm. We also learned that things are going to be changing at Marvel Studios. Things are going to be changing across Disney. 
And because, of course, as it has been the case for over a decade, Marvel is under Disney. So changes at Disney are changes at Marvel, and we are going to be encountering a different Marvel Studios over the next few years due to Bob Iger's insistence, probably rightfully, that they need to tighten up. That the money, the cash, the guap, it's been flowing too freely. Oh, damn. I know that feeling, bro. Uh, corporatism. You need to change your pants there? Uh, no, that was a sad. Uh, oh, got it, got it, got it. Sure it was. I usually, I usually get those things mixed up. <laughs> wow. And so up front, we're going to be talking about the future of Marvel Studios. Where do we stand now that Phase 5 has begun? What does Bob Iger want out of Marvel? How is Kevin Feige already towing the company line? My, my man is remarkable. He's already towing the line. Uh, and uh, what's going on with that that little old movie called uh, Fantastic Four? Who knows? Am I still in the bet? Nah, bro. You've been out. <laughs> I say the bet's not done until it comes out. Like we yeah. already got, well, we'll talk about it. We already got another pushback, you know. And we I got, say they did stick push a fork in something him, too, because so. he's done. Nope, that turkey is roasted. Sean, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you to to the end of the line, Sean. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, so that's what we're going to be talking about on our main topic. Before we get to that, uh, we have a few things to uh, tell you guys including uh, where you can find us all over the internet. Uh, we are the Comics Pals on social media, at the Comics Pals, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you get your social media. Ooh, boy, Facebook. Ooh. Yeah, well, remember those days? Hey, we're still there. Technically, yeah, hey. A little, a little dusty, though. Some cobwebs over there. Yeah, for yeah, everything. Everything. Yeah. I'm not going to go fix it, but we are there. <laughs> Um, we interviewed Kelly Thompson last week. We're going to talk about that a little bit more, uh, shortly. So thank you for those of you who've tuned in already. If you haven't watched it, I recommend it. I think that, um, it was probably one of the best interviews we have had featured here on the show. Good stuff. Yeah. So give that a listen. Uh, our Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania review. If you're listening to this post live, then that means it's out. Uh, so give that a, give that a listen. Um, if you're listening to this post live and it's also Sunday or later, let me clarify. I don't want someone to try to find it tonight at, uh, 8, 8 PM. Like John promised. I'm sorry. If you want to watch this show live, you can do so every single Saturday at 10, 15 AM Eastern on Twitch and YouTube Thursdays at 6 PM Eastern for pals pulls. Uh, Tyler and Kale had to hold down the fort this Thursday for Pals Pulls. You could somehow say that's what we did. Yeah, and somehow we—I mean, we went longer than we expected. I expected us to go. But somehow we talked about uh, aliens again towards the end. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. happens. A lot of good Swamp Thing content. No, You're not allowed to talk about Swamp Thing anymore. You're never here for Swamp Thing discussion. So, yeah, it's not my fault. Tyler tried to come for me. By saying that 
Uh, I can't figure out how to buy a movie ticket. <laughs> Damn. Dur- that are not that is not during the hours of the show. I love that. I love that. That's how he tried to come for you. <laughs> and I, 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 I tried to like. I wasn't gonna say anything because I'm trying to you know turn a new leaf. This so I year. know. I know you do. Uh, the the show the show um time mm-hmm. stamps. So like I knew you'd see. It. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't feel you were trying to say something that I wouldn't hear. Frankly, you were doing what I would do. That's what I would do. So I, I, I can appreciate yeah. that. I, I can't. But you see, Tyler, I have this thing. You know, um, it's 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 called a girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm. And when you have a girlfriend, I only know about ex wives. Well, <laughs> see, I don't want to say that. And now that you have, I'll say no more. Okay. Um. <laughs> No, roast them. Are you kidding me? That that's prime time to double down and fucking dig in. Yeah, nah, Tyler. Isn't that good. what got uh, me in the spot? <laughs> if, if, if Tyler had missed the show somehow on uh, today, then I would have I would have torn him to shreds. But he mm, did. Okay, so. all right. Mm. I, honestly, the fact that no girlfriend. Hey, I'll I'll take being torn to shreds. <laughs> I don't have to tear you to shreds. You don't have a girlfriend. That's oh, that's you meant verb- you meant verbally. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. All right, I'm touch starved, guys. Uh, <laughs> Patreon.com slash the comic spells, where you can support this for some reason for as little as three dollars a month. You get access to our newsletter. Uh, Tyler made a drink this week. I think it had something to do with a certain movie that released. A little bit. Yeah. Um, could also get access to our uh exclusive show over there, palling around, which is a lot of fun. As Kale mentioned, we got to record one of those soon for you guys. Uh, You can vote in our book club poll, which uh, I think it's pretty safe to say what we will be reading uh, based on the results. We'll be reading Strange Adventures. Wow. Really? Coming back to that? That's a one, huh? Yeah. The one that I checked. Oh, okay. Cool. Y'all said you were going to come through with us for Shadowland, and you did not (laughs) who said that they did no one said that they did the people did not say that even andy diggle wouldn't wouldn't even have voted for that (laughs) damn don't do my man's andy diggle dirty like that oh my god unbelievable um jose we're not we're not reviewing uh we're not going to review quantumania right now and none of us will spoil a single thing on this podcast that happened in that movie. If you want to hear our thoughts about quantum mania, uh, we will be putting out a spoiler filled review on Sunday. Um, so you can check that out, but you don't have, no one here has to worry about any spoilers for that. We will not uh, do that to you guys. Um, Yeah, that's it. Anything else at the comics pals, you guys know the drill. Let's talk Marvel. All right. So this week, wait, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just plug Comics Versus as well? Oh my god, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Uh Comics Versus. Don't make me have a fight with you here or a debate here. I don't know. I'm well, not good at segues. That's okay. I had a I had a yeah. A- anyway, um Comics Versus is something that uh the the pals here have been working on for a little while now. Um and we've iterated on it, we've been working on it. It is it is our newest show. It's a debate show. Uh, it is YouTube exclusive, so if you want to hear it, if you want to see it, you do have to go on YouTube. I, I feel pretty comfortable saying that 
um, you'll be rewarded for that because the production quality is high. Thanks to Tyler. Um, and I would say also thanks to Marco because um, not post-production, but pre like in production <laughs> yeah. when we were here at my house working on it, Marco and Tyler did a lot of great stuff. So um, thank you both. And uh, I really, really am proud of it. And I think you guys should give it a watch and let us know who you think won. It's a debate show. Uh, we're doing greatest mutant of all time up front. And it's Tyler and I. Uh, so head on over to youtube.com slash the comics pals. Give that a watch and let us know who you think won the debate. And people have been throwing in their own answers too. Like one person said Scarlet Witch, which is like, oh boy, that's, let me hear your reasoning about, about that one. Oh no. That can't, yeah, they, they can't be the greatest. She can't be the greatest because she's barely a mutant. <laughs> um no you cannot steal the vote matt um yeah we got a lot of comments about comics versus uh i we didn't we're not gonna go over them but thank you to everybody who watched and commented and gave your thoughts as to who won or whatever um we appreciate that a lot and uh keep it going keep it going so this week, The Hollywood Reporter put out an article, February 16th. It's by Aaron Couch and Boris Kitt. Uh, and they talked about essentially a reigning in that is happening at Disney. Disney's got a problem. That problem is debt. Hmm. And Bob all. Iger was brought back after being... In retirement, he was in his sunset, and they had to bring him back. He's in his sundowners. <laughs> <laughs> they had to bring him back to save Disney from the reign of Bob Chappick, which did not go the way they were hoping. That succession that Iger tried to pull off, it just didn't, it didn't work. It didn't work. So he had to come back. They've got a new, another succession plan in place, but this is what they need right now to steer the ship. He's doing a lot of things. Park stuff, you know, animated stuff. Uh, there, there's a lot of plans in play for how to fix this problem. But when you look at the last few years of Disney, whether you're talking about film, whether you're talking about Disney+, Plus, it's pretty evident that there's a lot of content but it's not all making a lot of money. They're doing a lot of stuff. And no one at Disney is doing more stuff than Marvel. And so this week, uh, Bob Iger, base, or rather, uh, not this week, last week, Bob Iger said the company needs to be, quote, better at curating franchise content. That's, quote, extraordinarily expensive. Quote, we want the quality on the screen, but we have to look at what they cost us. That is a far cry from what we heard. If you go back even as far as 2020, 2019, 2018, forget it. Everything was on the table. And you look at what phase four and five were going to look like, and all of a sudden, People who otherwise loved everything Marvel was doing were saying, wait, pump the brakes. This is a lot. And it was a lot. <laughs> it's been a lot. No more. 
what's interesting is the return because that that return is usually pretty is, is huge and as much as that investment comes in for like the next set of films it's interesting that they I, I wonder how much of that debt is like accrued amongst all of the the things, including the um, the like all the Marvel related, not just films, but also like you mentioned stuff like the the adventure parks and uh, if that gets all tied together in the finances, because that's stuff that I feel is harder to return on than a movie. Right, and and that's. The, the so the excuse me the Disney Plus aspect the show aspect is where we are guaranteed to see cuts immediately yeah, we're we're already seeing them uh, they just announced two shows got canceled yesterday uh, the Mighty Ducks renewal and that uh, one with uh, the guy from Full House Big Shot mm. uh, it was like a it was John Stamos uh, uh, series there they, they were oh. i think greenlit for season two but they just got canceled so rip well, which good. i think is like the, one of the first shows to be outright canceled at disney plus hmm. and and that's going to also affect marvel yeah because kevin feige did an, inter- an interview with entertainment weekly um and he said that uh the pace at which we're putting out the disney plus shows will change hmm. um to that point, there are only what two shows that we know are actually coming out um, from all the shows that were announced for 2023. Yeah, um, they cut back on that a lot. We got Secret Invasion and Loki. Those are the only things we know are going to come out this year. Everything else is up in the air. Whether you're talking about Ironheart, whether you're talking about What If, whether you're talking about Agatha, that stuff is right now in a holding pad. Hmm. Because Disney has to save some money, and Marvel has to slow down. Uh, In the Entertainment Weekly article, Kevin Feige talks about how uh, he was asked, will we see less shows, or will we see shows more spread out? And he said both. His answer to that was both. So a non-answer, <laughs> like, no. uh, well, I think it's an answer that that that's inclusive, because everything has to change. What do you mean? Uh, in the sense that he's saying, yeah, we're gonna do less shows and we're gonna do them more spread out. Fair. Like, oh, oh, okay, sure. So, as a as a as a Marvel fan, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna open the floor. As a Marvel fan, that's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. Because to me, <clears throat> the biggest problem that Marvel has had over the last three years is quality. And when you watch these shows, I don't care if you like them or not. Moon Knight, to me, did not look that good. Midnight. Oh, wait, no, yeah. that's an actual word. Yeah. That that's actually a pretty cool name for a show. Um, She-Hulk, CGI wise, hmm. could have been hmm. better. It's not that it was the worst thing I've seen, but it could have been better. I mean, that was I my big. It very uh, much, that was my big complaint about Loki too. There you go. Well, that one's still that one's getting season two at least. 
Well, yeah. Hopefully with better CGI. Well, and I think one of the things that they've leaned really hard into is full CGI. Like even the suit for Moon Knight, right, was full CGI when they've sort of abandoned some of the practical effects and that those can be cost savings. And Mm -hmm. I think sometimes in those scenarios, I feel like fans appreciate them a bit more because you've leaned on to like costume design and that feels uh, it can be it can feel a bit nicer and it feels um i'm trying to think of when in loki the the really goofy old one like the older one had just the the suit on and you can tell it, it just looked not cheap but it looked like it was low budget and that plays into the like the, the character in that moment and I think that would probably help out a lot is uh, on the production end, we might be seeing more of those practical effects start to come into play. Mm. Yeah, I think I think Marvel was high on their own supply, for lack of a better phrase. And yeah. that, you know, look, everything pretty much that they did from Iron Man to Endgame, a success. You know, whether it's because the movie had a smaller budget and it did well enough to justify future releases like Ant-Man or Guardians, or it was just a juggernaut and made a billion dollars. Everything they did worked. And now we're at a point where the conversation about Marvel has changed. It, It just it's different. I think they were also like they were launching a new streaming service, you know, like they had to kind of over promise you know, to, to get people to buy it. Like they got me on, um, the, there was like this deal when they first announced it. It was like, Hey, you pay for three years, like a hundred bucks to get three years out of it. Wait, what? Um, yeah. yeah. I so I, 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 like that. I remember getting that when that came out. Cause I was like, hell yeah, they're doing more star Wars. They're doing, you know, they're doing, what, what do they announce? Captain America, winter soldier and WandaVision. Like that's what they kind of led with. Yeah. Um, so I was like fully into it. And then you got COVID that came around where, Movie theaters really weren't a thing. So every entertainment, you know, streaming platform leaned heavily into streaming content, um, which uh, now that, you know, the the climate's a little different, they maybe went too hard on it, you know, and they're kind of dealing with the repercussions from that. Um, think oh, like we, Netflix. Netflix yeah. cancels everything, you know. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, Absolutely. Like that's a that's a problem, you know. Good point. That's a problem across the whole industry. Yeah. It's not yeah. just Disney, that's that's tightening up on streaming because you ask me, I think these companies, I don't know how they thought they were going to make all this money back. It's just impossible um, on the was, on, this, on the subscription, right? It, yeah. yeah, it's say the HBO Max problem. Like they're all dealing with this, um, and so thankfully, you know, Disney now has a smart enough CEO. To figure out that this ain't this ain't cut, um, even though I say that, but he's probably the same CEO who greenlit all these damn shows to begin with. Yeah, yeah. The Disney Plus is Bob Iger's baby, and I think yeah. there is some. Uh, um, he has actual skin in the game because technically this is his legacy. Um, sure, I think the purchasing of you know Lucasfilm and Marvel is is big for his legacy. But in terms of like where the money is, it's going to be whether or not Disney Plus sinks or swims. Mm. Um, and, it, and it's weird because they own Hulu too. You know, they own ESPN. And, so like, and that's funny because they made they made Hulu to be because uh, Disney Plus doesn't have any ad uh, 
format. I don't uh, think. There is now. Yeah. Oh, there is now. Yeah, when okay. it launched, there wasn't. Okay, because that was the the idea was we'll keep Hulu separate so that way we have a place to get ad payment out of, and that'll help so that'll help supplement the not the need for only subscribers on um which call it on Disney Plus for example and it like all, yeah it was also a Netflix. way of separating the adult content as well which like now Daredevil is on Disney Plus so like they can't yeah. even argue that it's 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 a little weird right now yeah so here's here's the number breakdown. Phase four of Marvel, we had 18 different projects. Damn. Phase four lasted, uh, what, uh, 2021 to 2022, right? Or 2020 to 2022, I guess. Uh, That Um, sounds about right. Yeah. Hmm. From the release of Black Widow to now. Um, phase three released 11 projects so they added seven projects um and that was phase three was from 2016 to 2019 so it it's a lot more marvel stuff out there but the reaction the reception is markedly worse and i want to address People who say, oh, the reaction to Marvel is not different now than it was before. No, it is. It, it, it 100% is. And people say, oh, well, pe- well, the quality of the movies hasn't changed. It's just that Marvel's losing the zeitgeist. That's also wrong. That is completely false. The shows that Marvel has put out have done more to weaken the overall uh, uh, public perception of Marvel than anything that Marvel did in the past decade. And on top of that, phase four is the weakest phase in terms of reception. Phase two had some movies that people maybe weren't as like happy about, like Age of Ultron, <clears throat> but it also had some bangers, like some real, real, like, standout fantastic movies isn't that the phase in which we got winter soldier i think so yeah yeah i couldn't tell you what phases are (laughs) guardians of the galaxy which people really love yep you know there's several like quote-unquote classic marvel movies in phase two how many classic marvel movies are in phase four shang chi The Eternals. Ooh, pure right. Kino, that one. Pure Kino. Yeah. And 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 so, yes, there is a difference in the way that people perceive Marvel these days. And it's because of quality. Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. The second worst debut from a from an, a review aggregate uh Marvel movie ever. How how do you but then how does that tie into the budget end, right? Because Presumably, if we're be, we've been seeing a dip in quality, and they've been spending money on it, is the assumption not we're going to pull your budgets back, make it better? Like that that doesn't feel like that tracks. Then at that point, I'm sorry. That, can you repeat the end of that? That that quality will improve because we're tightening budgets. Like at that point, it feels like we will continue to diminish in that. 
I don't feel that way. I think uh, sometimes you got to do more with less. And sometimes you can mm. get drunk off the idea that you have this much money. Eternals, if you're asking me, sucked. But it looked all right. You know, I like the way it looked. Best yep. CG for a speedster, I think, in a movie we've gotten. I saw someone someone uploaded the the last fight scene from it's Eternals. Great. Yeah. With no um like talking or anything like that. That shit was phenomenal. I was yeah. like, oh my god, what movie is this? So good. But that was three hours later, you know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if I this, if, if the budget gets pulled back and it means that we get less um uh uh like uh, towards the end of the movie giant CGI battles, I'm mm. fine with that. Hmm. I also think if you even if you keep the budget the way it is but spread it out right you know actually give these teams time to do it right you know I think that'll change the game entirely that's a phenomenal point and on top of that um we already we already can see that that seems to be what's happening yeah. Because we learned this week that the Marvels was delayed once again. And now it, it's got a release date of, I think, November 10th mm-hmm. from Ooh. from July. So they, they shoved that baby way back. Oh, I damn. think there's a different reason for that, though. My, my gut is that Secret Invasion needs to get delayed. And that needs to be out for Marvels to make stuff. Because mm. we still don't have a date for that. And it was supposed uh, to be animation. spring, right? Wasn't it supposed to be spring? Like, we're, we're getting towards spring right now, and we still don't know, so. Hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like sometimes with the streaming shows, they give us the release date a little later than normal. True. Like, yeah. than they would with a movie. Um, That's not outside the realm of possibility. But I think um the Hollywood Reporter article equates the, the Marvel's delay with the 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 slow return that Disney's been seeing across the board for their films, sure. um, and and needing more time and wanting to space this out. So, I mean, the for me the the movie that took its spot in July is Haunted Mansion, so I'm I'm hyped for that. So, oh, Why there you me? go, Danny DeVito, let's go. Um, Jose says they need to go more practical. Maybe I think that would be nice. But I don't. I it, it's tough, right? Like you watch Ant Man and, and the Wasp, right? No spoilers whatsoever. But we know they're in the quantum realm, right? What? Uh, huh? How do you display that practically, homie? Go go watch go watch uh, Star Trek, like OG Star Trek. That shit was crazy. I I uh, yeah. I. Re- even Flash Gordon from yeah. you know, the seventies or whatever. Like, honey, I they figured that kids. shit out. Just put Ant Man in a cereal bowl. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's not impossible. <laughs> like, all right. I mean, maybe not. Um, but even so, I don't think that whether or not they do more practical stuff is is gonna is what's gonna help what's gonna help is there being more time between these things yeah putting more time into the cgi letting these teams work a little bit longer on these uh projects movies and and television yeah Uh, there was a point where we get we would get like two movies a year right it was like one that would come out in like the may area and then we'd get another one november like that was like a sweet spot you know you kind of 
had something to look forward to every year. Um, but we there wasn't a deluge. There wasn't three movies and three series, you know. I think uh, Disney also overestimated how many people would consume all of it. The amount of people that I know who have watched every single Disney Plus show that's Marvel related um, is, is none, like outside of us. <laughs> like I don't personally <laughs> uh, know. I have it. I, yeah. I have it. Okay, yeah. Marco, have you? Uh, I think all of them. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, wow. Do you Marco's mean a bigger comic fan than you, Sean? Watch to complete. That's insane. Do you mean watch <laughs> to completion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I've seen uh, all of Loki, WandaVision, uh, She Hulk, Cap. Yeah. What if? What if? What if? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Bitch, let's go. <laughs> Come at me. Um, Jose makes another good point. Where he says they will make they'll have the same budget but for less projects, which I think makes sense because then at that point you're able to you you can allocate the funds in a in a better way because you'll have less volume to work with, and so at that point, you know potentially you're 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 balancing budgets and they stay the same for the respective movies that you have. That's a good point. Right, that's what Kale was saying, and I I completely agree. I think where they really have to tighten up because the movies. To to me, with the with the movies, it's just put out a great movie. Yeah. If if you can put out quality, that'll write the ship. Where we're being overwhelmed is on television, and you know, again, there. Well, sure. When you if you haven't seen, you know, like Loki, for example. Uh, there are stuff in Quantumania that might not make sense at all. If you didn't see Loki, there's stuff, or if you didn't see WandaVision, rather, there's a lot of stuff in Multiverse of Madness that might have you scratching your head. Like the whole and, movie. Right. And you probably also needed to see Loki to understand why there were so many damn um, Doctor Stranges and all that. Homework. So... That's pretty intricate, and I don't mind it because I'm watching this stuff. But if you're not, that's kind of weird, and that would lead to frustration. So Marvel has some 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 uh, making up to do. Marvel has some significant making up to do, and I think that we've pretty much hit on what I think um, they need to they need to do. Um, It's it it is a uh it is a lot of work and one thing i think can help and apparently marvel is is full speed ahead on this is getting the fantastic four right because marvel has two major bullets left in the gun that it hasn't fired off obviously x men and night but thrasher the... oh. <laughs> not night thrasher the one that people don't talk about as much as Fantastic Four. Yes, there have been other Fantastic Four movies. Yeah, they were bad. But the Marvel Fantastic Four movie has the potential to really, really be something special. And according to reports, Marvel is gearing up to um, start casting Um and they're specifically starting with Sue Storm. Hmm. 
which is interesting. In the same Entertainment Weekly article that I cited earlier, Kevin Feige said that, um, quote, uh, the only one in terms of me personally and my 23-year history is the Fantastic Four. We sort of talked about mutants and the whole aspect of to the Marvel world, but Fantastic Four is the foundation of everything that came after in the comics. There's certainly been versions of it on screen, but never inhibiting inhabiting the storytelling of the MCU. And that's something that is really exciting for us. People will start to hear more about that very soon. We plan on it being a big pillar of the MCU going forward, just the way they've been in the comics for 50 or 60 years. The MCU desperately needs pillars. Yeah, that's going to be tough. Desperately needs <laughs> things that people feel are very, very important. And right now, nothing feels important. Yep. Fantastic Four will feel important. X-Men will feel important. That's what is needed right now. Should feel important, I think. <laughs> well, uh, they should, but they will. They will. But Marvel has to deliver when they're at bat. If the Fantastic Four movie isn't much better than the first one, which is the best one, not which isn't saying a lot, <laughs> then what are we doing here? <laughs> if you can't beat Sony at the game, then let's 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 wrap the whole thing up. Uh, how, how do you guys feel about them leaning into Sue Storm really being the the one that's the glue, I guess, for the casting? I, I tweeted that the, the casting director is actually Namor. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why. We got Namor. We got Namor introduced first. Sorry, Namor got introduced thank you, thank like you. first. They got to do, yeah. do a couple of different rounds of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. chemistry testing. Yep. For, uh, <laughs> for I hope they do that. I mean, that, see, that's what the MCU needs. The MCU needs like a good cuck angle. That's what we need. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I I'm I'm cool with that. I I think that's fine. I think Sue Storm is probably the uh the point character in terms of emotion. Yeah. In true. Yep. In the Fantastic Four and all the relationships of the Fantastic Four, sort of like revert back to her um and then even like dr doom is not dr doom and reed have the personal feud but um you know sue is centered in that namor and reed have a feud sue is sent like so sue is a, a, a big part of all that is what i'm getting at and i think that starting from that point makes a lot of sense to me i have no issues with that whatsoever um thanks for the uh twitch follow uh tony dad of quattro oh appreciate that um, we know that obviously Fantastic Four, um, was delayed, unfortunately, to much to my chagrin, because I have a bet going with a listener named Kefis, and, uh, I need to win. So hopefully it, uh, gets rolled, the, the delay gets rolled back, but we need this right now. It really feels like we need something fresh. Personally, for me, I think X Men's more important. I'm not arguing with that. It's just further out. I know, I know, and maybe it's well, just my my bias here, where I'm like, I need I need some news on that. I mean, yeah, I guess Deadpool that, three. I think, we're getting some. I think that's. For that. I think that's interesting, Tyler, uh, because the X Men, the X Men in Marvel history has always felt fairly separate from the rest of the universe. Uh, 
why do you think that would be a good thing for the MCU? Why do you think that would be more important than the Fantastic Four, who are, you know, the glue of two two reasons. Two reasons. Um, One, it's got more name recognition. It's essentially its own brand. You can say X-Men outside of Marvel and people would understand X-Men. And also because it's its own thing, you know, like you can kind of have your whole own universe there doing its own thing, which has its own properties for, you know, I don't know. Let's do an Omega Red uh, uh, one shot sort of thing, you know, like there's room for growth in and of itself, I think. And also one shot. Wow. Also, just give me Cassandra Nova live action. Give me Alpha Flight. You want the dump truck in live action? With the old uh, Indiana Jones dump truck pants on? Yep. Yeah, there we go. You want you want the you want the Cassandra Nova wagon on the I want on the, big, the Cassandra the Fashion screen? Nova is what I want. The geriatric wagon. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean look, it's just something that it's just it's just a big it's just a big property. You know, yeah. it's a big property and we want to see all these characters playing in the sandbox. Deadpool three is gonna do insane numbers. Uh, when you got Wolverine and Deadpool under the MCU, you know, um, branding, that's insane. And look, would I be would I be shocked if I don't know, like Ant Man appeared in that movie or someone, any Marvel character who hasn't interacted with the X Men ever? No, I wouldn't be shocked. Deadpool will be a phenomenal place to do that because it could be fun. Deadpool and Wolverine on Murder World, you know, hmm. um, with Ant Man who somehow got sucked in, you know, as a as a cameo or or a goof, yeah, make a billion dollars real fast. Why not? That's what's gonna. That's what becomes possible once you have the mutants. I think, but I think I think to to Tyler's earlier point, like if you're able to build out. We have our MCU with you know the Avengers and all that group, but then you have that separate world of X Men, and you give that time to develop and build out before you merge the two. I wonder if that doesn't play into some longevity for, uh, for Marvel's purposes. So like, yeah, we'll get Deadpool and Wolverine to sort of test the waters on that. We had the the name drop or whatever in um, uh, Miss Marvel, and or the. The, was it the phrase drop? And I would think if they're thinking long-term and especially with the planning that DC seems to be doing, like how do you continue to capitalize on on universes? And I feel like you can keep the X-Men universe because it has been separate. Separate, but still touching, like still touching on the MCU, almost like the way Krakoa has existed where like initially people didn't really talk about it or they would talk about it but there wasn't that synergy immediately until hickman did his stuff um with house and powers of x uh i i I think that might be a good play to to keep interest going and start to feed in x-men content alongside mcu content dude says separate but equal (laughs) (laughs) hey hey talking about the x-men here what what what's uh we got we got precedent. Uh next slide, Sean. <laughs> oh my god. Unbelievable. Uh so yeah, that's that's uh that's the big rap. I mean 
we we there is well there is there is another there is another uh um major potential movie coming of course and that's i mean look the biggest character they have spider-man and kevin feige also talked this week about how there is a spider-man movie coming and they have the idea and writers are putting pen to paper so to me uh no way home and wakanda forever were the best movies out of phase four and we can always use more spider-man I mean, when you when you basically have a character who you can say anytime we make a movie with them, we're doing a billion. That's a good look for you. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Marvel's lacking these star uh, these star characters that they can do things with. They just need to leverage them better. Mm. Yeah, flex the IP better. Yeah, and you said they're so. working on a script currently for it, right? Mm-hmm. And just give me Spider Man versus Kingpin, like give me what I want. There's your there's your lower budget too, you know. Okay, make it street level. Um, yeah, I I don't know. I feel like the the new kingpin is not is not it. Hawaiian just, shirt kingpin is not is not it. Too, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Don't go. Hey, on he, he was shirt. on vacation. He was on vacation. He, he got chance. jobbed out. He was on vacation. He got in New York City out. in Christmas. That's where he went for vacation. Jeez. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> My man was on island time. Manhattan island time. <laughs> Actually, I like I like this idea. What if we get like a parrot head uh, uh, kingpin? I can't. I bet he's a Jimmy Buffett fan. Right, right. He just bought out Margaritaville properties across the world. You know, that's yeah. where what, uh, what, uh, What's the name of uh... Wesley? Give me more boat drinks, Wesley. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my shaker of salt? <laughs> That's a clip. Uh, classy Ulysses says, how about bringing back Toby and Sam Raimi and they can do Spider-Man 4? Let's about, get it. No, let's stop it. Toby yeah. McGuire said stop he is down. In the past. He said he's down and they got Sam Raimi now. His back's broken. Haven't you heard? Yeah. He biscuited himself. Isn't that what happened? Yikes! <laughs> yes, yeah. Although that's he, what he's happened. doing a lot more stuff lately, he was in uh, Babylon, which I hear is a movie. I heard good things. Uh, me too, but I refuse to watch it. Mm. I think it's funny if I don't watch it. <laughs> just it, Tyler's just got a, a whole personal thing going on. Uh, a lot, you can, yeah, yeah. That's the same reason he hasn't watched Breaking Bad because he wants to be able to say he hasn't watched Breaking. I watched Bad, the Super is... Bowl ad. Does that count? Okay, thank you. Okay. Uh, chat. What Marvel project that we know is imminent are you most excited for? What is it? And 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 also, if you're down on Marvel right now, what is it that you need to see them do to right the ship in your mind? And while chat answers, why don't we all go around and give that uh, give that a, a once over? Man, I just want to cut. I was thinking about this on the way to Ant Man. I don't feel like these, it, like it's a successful film if I don't walk out of the theater feeling like a superhero. Hmm. Kale, can I do an impression of you on your way to go see Ant Man? <laughs> this is my impression of Kale on his way to go see any any Marvel movie. <laughs> 
You know what Jess told me last night? <laughs> she was like, I don't think I want to go to these with you anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Not even like this. she doesn't want to watch them. Like she does, just not with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually kind of likes them. Uh, but she was like, I don't. It's not fun for me. <laughs> Just say it's a Damn. bit. That's how people get get away with a, a responsibility, right? We have a very different senses of humor. She does not enjoy bits. <laughs> a lot like Sean. I love bits. I like good bits. Sure you do. Um. Well, listen, put the message out there. Jess is very welcome to join Rebecca and I at the movies. Yeah, across the pond. Sure. Are you, are you hitting on my wife? No, I'm not hitting on your damn wife. Come on. We, Say we, we can go to the movies. We've all learned lessons here about how that works out. So let's... Sean, and, Sean and Rebecca looking at my wife across the pond. Hey, uh, we, we, uh, we really liked your vibe across the pond. <laughs> you uh, you want to go see Fantastic Four together? You got to pay for your own ticket, though, because I have an omnibus to buy. <laughs> 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 no, I'm gonna get killed to buy it. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> my man, you're already giving me the dip Marvel digital codes for Powerful. I don't know what money you think I have. <laughs> oh man, oh that's funny. Um, all right, so Kel wants to be a superhero, uh, Marco. Um, what does Marvel have to do to win you back over? I'm not in a negative place with them. I'm going to watch the things and I'm going to take them as they are. And like I'm not show. necessarily, I'm not off the boat, but I'm not like excited to be on it. I'm in this sort of neutral space. And so for them to do something, oh, but I liked Love and Thunder a lot. Oh, God. Fuck. Whoa. I just had a <laughs> flashback. Where's the <laughs> To the review, dude. Oh my god! If they can do more like that, that's the that's, that's the shit that I want, dude. That's the way I I jump shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'll start yeah. getting on this damn podcast wearing DC shirts. I'm gonna have a, J- a James <laughs> Gunn fucking hat. I I'll have to switch it completely. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be I tweeting, lost... tweeting hashtag sell the Snyder cut. You know, yo, I lost chat completely. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> yo, Marco. Like Don't legitimately, you. what I was about to say is Marvel needs to stop making Thor: Love and Thunders. Like, oh, for dude, me, I, for me, it's like I like hey, that one, dude. I had such, I had such a good time. For do you me, remember when we started this podcast and Marco like couldn't stand the idea of superheroes? Yes, he oh. he didn't want to do a podcast about big two comics. Yeah, yeah. And listen, dude. I didn't either, but that's because that's I was awesome. already burned out of superheroes. Like, Kel was burned out of superheroes in 2017 or whatever when we started this shit. <laughs> yeah. So before yeah. that, yeah, and that's the POV he plays with. So, you know what? Silv's on my side. Let's go, Silv. It's a fun, dumb movie. I, Matt, me- the, uh, there's a second part of that that is yeah, crucial okay. that you yeah, yeah. skipped. Yeah. Well, I, I, went, I went into Quantum Mania being like, man, if this is fucking Love and Thunder, um, for me though, it, it's uh, Marvel needs to understand tone <laughs> and not everything needs to be the MCU funny style, like. Tonally, I think they've been all over the place lately. Um, I think that's an issue. Atomic Allen said Marco was getting paid by Natalie Portman. 
I'm getting stepped on by Natalie Portman. Why would Natalie Portman be paying Marco? <laughs> yeah, I mean, spoiler, she's dead. <laughs> wow. Uh, Character. Not really. not, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> not Natalie not Portman. Nat- let, let's, <laughs> let's clarify. R.I.P. Matt Damon sort of situation, but. Unreal. Uh, Tyler, you said your answer is what? Uh, no t- fix tone. Fix understand tone. Have have different types of tone. Like play with genre. Like Werewolf by Night. Good good uh, representation of what I like. Um, mm-hmm. Thor: Love mm-hmm. and Thunder. The exact opposite of what I want. Um, it's you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like learn how to make a different movie. <laughs> uh, uh, I go ahead. I was going to say Dan Trudeau says uh, uh, more focus on individual stories and less on the macro that they're building toward. Fair, yeah. Mm-hmm. How they're not even what macro? What's the macro? It's Kang. It's it's just this nebulous Kang, you know. No, I don't know. Well, watch our Ant Man review for that one. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I'll tune in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I the the part of the problem is that they're not building towards a macro. What did what did Eternals have to do with the macro? We still don't know what's happening with the with the uh uh the the celestial that's in the water in the middle of the ocean within the world. They haven't even addressed that. It's just an island. What's the macro? This is the first time we're seeing Kang in a movie. They need more macro. Uh, my secret, answer. Secret war. Sorry, it's a secret wars. Like we just know, you kind of have to be like inside baseball to understand what the macro is. Really, like the actual text isn't really telling you, but like we sort of know. And that's a major problem. Yeah. Thanos had a specific. I'm not saying this counter to counter to Kang. I'm not talking about Kang. I'm only talking about Thanos right now. Thanos had a specific agenda for what he was trying to do. Mm. Even before they clearly defined his goal, his, like his overarching goal of, of, of eliminating half the population, we knew he wanted the gems. He had they an were, agenda. They were the MacGuffin. Exactly. And there is no equivalent of that right now in the MCU and you can feel it. You can feel it. You you watch these movies and you, and, and and I'm I'm I kind of like don't even expect anymore for them to build on anything because they've sort of conditioned us not to expect that with uh with what they did in phase 4. Um my answer to this question is quite frankly I'm really tired of of probably the exact opposite of what Tyler's saying. I'm tired of them bringing on, you know, directors or whatever who want to do something so different that it feels like it's alienated from the rest of the MCU, which should feel cohesive. It's not that the tone has to be the same. It's just that we're all in the same sandbox and it should feel like that. Um, And it doesn't anymore. And I feel like that's breaking breaking my immersion you're you want a more homogenized product yeah i do not again style not from a not from a looks standpoint not from a every they all have to have the same jokes standpoint from a we're all in the mcu standpoint and this is what the mcu is like so you don't want like how multiverse madness was a horror movie uh 
and no, I'm fine with it being a horror movie. I'm not fine with it being a Sam Raimi movie. That's that's what I'm talking about. Oof, I'm tired hurt. of like Taika Waititi or Sam Raimi or uh, Chloe Zhao. Or, like th- those things to me haven't haven't worked at all. Tired of talent. I don't feel like they express their talent in those movies. I'm sorry. Even if you want to disqualify Multiverse of Madness, I don't think that Taika Waititi's talent was expressed in Thor Love and Thunder. And I don't think Chloe Zhao's full spectrum of talent was expressed in Eternals because they're trying to do what they do in the MCU sandbox. And that really hasn't worked out all that well. The Russos figured it out. But so far, I don't think really many others have. So that's that's my answer. Um, we've been on this for a while, so we'll 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 move forward. Um, and uh, I'm gonna wrap a little bit. If you guys find any comments in the chat that you think are worth uh, highlighting related to the question, uh, feel free. Um, there's one from Jose. There's no macro or micro. Just straight four out of ten projects. Four out of ten. Yikes! Yikes! I do have one one other thing I would say is uh, more street level stuff. Yeah, let's get back to some of that shit. That feels homey. Also, could be lower budget. That too. Good call. Look at that. Tyler, price conscious. Now, Pop says, I think Marvel needs to stop making every character have 30 variants. I don't like how they're destroying the uniqueness of characters. Hmm. Snap also said they are prepping people to understand multiverses right now. That was phase four. A lot of people don't understand universes, so they spent... All phase four giving you a physics lesson. What did Eternals have to do with that physics lesson? Nothing. It felt like a pet project within a larger MCU, which works if you're going to do a, a one shot or it works if you're going to do a mini series. But when you're asking me to spend $40, $50 to go see a movie, uh, and it's someone's pet project with characters that I don't care about that are literally planking on screen and I'm supposed to buy that as sex, I got a big problem with that. I really do. I think there's a parody out there that has some better better stuff. I'm I'm sure of it. I saw it. Um, no, that's not true. <laughs> I'm going to clip that one. Go ahead. Um, so we'll move forward. Thank you guys for indulging us in that and me specifically in my rant. Believe me, I'd like to talk more about it. But we've got more show to do. And before we move forward from uh, with the rest of the show, I do want to deliver on the promise of the $10 tier on patreon.com slash the comics pals, which is a shout out on this very show. And I want to thank these very fine people for making all of this wonderful stuff possible. Thunderstruck, Rebecca Alejandro, the Night Stalker, Harris Najinsky, Brian Demolisho Del Pozo, Random Rocio, Kefis the Incorruptible, The Great Destroyer Hyper Viper 89, Momentum Mike Elliott, Starcross Catherine Stars, Diamond Dustin, and The Hound of Justice Atomic Hound. Thank you all so, so much. We appreciate you. And we appreciate everybody who supports on Patreon or supports in general. If you're watching right now, we appreciate you. Make sure that you hit that like button. If you're enjoying what we're doing, uh, subscribe for free on youtube as well uh on twitch leave us a follow if you're not following and if you would be so kind as to subscribe on twitch that would be helpful you can use your amazon prime subscription uh which is totally free twitch prime totally free 
um, and it helps us out. So we appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right. Um, as we mentioned earlier, you guys were very positive on Comics Versus. Uh, you were also very positive on the Kelly Thompson interview. Uh, let us know, A, what topics you want us to do on Comics Versus. Anything's on the tape. We uh, actually got one in the chat. The uh, best Robin. Can you? Uh, Robin. Can somebody make a note of that, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Steel Um, thank you. And uh, also, the other thing I want you guys to let us know is what creators would you like us to get on the show? I screwed up because you guys have been telling me about Kelly Thompson for years in Discord, bro. Years. So I messed up, and you guys were right. So who else are you right about? Let us know. Who should we be seeking out to get on the show? We are emboldened. So, John, can we, tell we, us. we can't announce anyone that might be on the show soon, right? No. No? Okay. Tony, Tony Dad of Quattro says, James Gunn? <laughs> hey, he's on Twitter. Let me tweet him, tweet him real quick. <laughs> I want to... Yeah, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Let's shoot our shot. Yeah, like, why not? I, <laughs> I, I, I want like, to start dude, a campaign. I, lo I loved Slither and I love Super. Let's talk. Not for James Gunn, because James Gunn okay. still has some right. things to prove. Chris Pratt. And he's also extremely busy. Not Chris Pratt, because... Uh, I want to talk to him about Mario. I want to talk to him about kind of church. Controversy. <laughs> yeah. I Ooh, want... Sean Murphy. I would love to speak. We almost... Oh, damn. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. At uh, New York Comic Con, right? Yep. Yes. Oh, I was going to so ask cool. him about the about, about housing. Uh, uh, housing <laughs> Shut up. How's your real estate business going? How does it feel um, charging people for a genuine right they should have? <laughs> Philip Kennedy Johnson. That's a great call out. And let me tell you, let me tell you guys something. If you, you, if you, if you want to go all out, tweet these people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let them know. Let them know. Marie, Marie Javins. Let her know. <laughs> hey, that would be cool. Atomic Hound says uh, he'd love to see an interview with Marie Javins to discuss the future of the DCU. I would also would love be to. Sick. <laughs> yeah. But but here's the campaign I want to start. I want five minutes with Kevin Feige. Five minutes. Five minutes with Feige. That's a lot of his time. Five 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 minutes with Feige. Five with Feige. Yep. That's the campaign. Sean, you know how start. fast five wow, minutes five is. What would you even ask? Well, where do you get your hats? Like that's what I would just say. I would. I wouldn't even know what to say. Like, <laughs> what's under the hats? Number one. Oh, open brain. He, he might have a leader thing going on. Straight up, eight leader. Yeah. Um, bad card. Brain. Bad card. Monster Amala. I would ask him what he would do to be able to make a Superman movie. Is he a Superman fan? Well, dude, he he came up under the tree of of, of Richard Donner. Oh, okay. Feige did. Yeah, Feige and uh, and um, uh, uh, Jeff, Jeff and that's how they know each other. Yeah, they know each other. Yeah, they they talk. Oh. Yeah, yeah, we, we talked to... we talked about it in the interview. Weren't yeah. you there? We need to talk with Jeff again and be like, hey, um, we got this campaign going. I I had a lot more going on than listening to what he was saying. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, a, a lot of people in, in chatter are throwing out names that we've not had on the show, but we've done interviews with uh, Mark Russell, Dan. Uh, Tyler actually did his first interview with us. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. New <laughs> first Comic interview ever. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's on YouTube. Go check that out. Tom King. Similarly, we did uh, Sean near Comic Con. Chip, I think we did years ago. Yeah. A couple years um, ago. We, yeah, need, a, we need an update yeah. on that. Yeah. yeah. That was a 
not to you know blow oh, too yeah. much yeah. up uh smoke up uh pete's ass with him not here but that was a fun interview yeah Hips he got great. wacky yeah oh, i would love you, to do chip yeah mark it, wade would I be bet, i bet you would pervert mark wade would be fantastic that's yeah. a great call out um a lot of a lot of great ones a lot of great ones you guys are killing it i want to shift gears because in all the hoopla of interviewing kelly thompson <laughs> what a oh, reference man. damn I, I was trying to get i was trying to get you know mad about this next topic but then you disarmed me. sounds like a lot of <laughs> uh because last week hoche anderson who for those of you who aren't sure who that is uh hoche anderson is a comics writer who was going to be releasing a book, a miniseries at Marvel called Luke Cage City of Fire. Mm. And this book would have been Luke Cage as the the mayor or the mayor to be uh dealing with you know New York problems. That's all we really knew at the time. Um, and it seemed like there was the possibility that this could be a hard-hitting book from a, like, social commentary standpoint, that they could really say some stuff with this. And Luke Cage hasn't had much uh, solo stuff come out. And so this seemed like a like a, like a huge boon. And this was when Dark dark uh, dark Rain was going – not Dark Rain. Uh, um, uh, uh, Devil's Rain. Devil's, Devil's Rain. Rain. Thank yeah, you, yeah. Dark Rain. Um that's this is when Devil's Reign was going on, and Luke Cage's profile was pretty high. But then it was canceled. And we never got a real reason. We finally know because Hoche Anderson did an interview with CBR and they asked him the question and he answered it, and he was happy to answer it. He Alex. was he was happy yeah, to he, give us he didn't pull back. the reason. Sorry, he didn't pull back at all. He was very candid about it. I yeah, I I feel like he was he was he was very honest about um about why that didn't come out. And I read this and I was furious. So this is what he said. Long story short, they sat me down and said we're canceling this book. We're afraid that the subject matter is going to be damaging for you. We don't want you to be attacked by right-wing nuts. I was like, fellas, I can handle myself. Let them come at me. I have no fear about that. You don't have to do this. He says he doesn't even necessarily believe that that's the reason. Quote, I don't know that that's precisely what was going down. I think there were probably some other issues with, the, with their higher-ups who just said, no, this is going to affect our bottom line. We don't want the story out there. That's my suspicion. Nobody's ever come out and said that to me. Also, this was right around the time of Kyle Rittenhouse trial and the decision that had come down. And they were really worried about that, that there was going to be some blowback with the Kyle Rittenhouse lovers of the world or whatever. So they chose to take the cautious route. Here's what he's really saying. What, what Hoche Anderson is, is saying, what he's highlighting, is the quiet part of comics which is that a lot of the people that read comics 
are and and by the way, I want to say this because this is this is real shit. Some of these people who you would think fall under this umbrella are in this chat. They're they're a part of this community and they are not who I'm talking about when I say this. We have a lot of good people in this community who fit this profile in terms of being older white men who grew up with comics. I am not saying like who? that <laughs> that all older white men are like this by any stretch of the imagination. So please do not misconstrue my words. I am talking about the specific kind of person who would see a book like this existing and say, you know what? Fuck Marvel. Mm. You know, you want to do a book about a, a black dude? Cause the, I think the book was, uh, it was going to be about a cop who, who was involved in the murder of a minority, but it wasn't really his fault kind of thing. It was gonna be complex. And they were worried about losing that audience of people who represent a lot of the people that read comics and a lot of the buying power, a lot of the spending power in comics. And Marvel does not want to cross them. They don't. Bro, I've been in a lot of suburban comic shops where, like, I can just – I overhear conversations and, like – this is the type of book people would be those types of people would be so against, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I know the type. I know the type. <laughs> I've stopped going to shops because of it. And a lot of people have had to make that choice and it's a real thing. 100%. And so I think that Marvel was protecting themselves. I don't, I don't believe, I do oh, not believe 100%. That they made that decision exclusively to protect Anderson. I, is is that an aspect of it? Yeah, it might be, but I don't think that that would prevent them from putting a book out. When when has either big two gone hard to protect their creators from the horde? It's yeah. never happened. Yeah, look at yeah. look at what Kelly Thompson talked about last week. You know, yeah, like she was was dogpiled for for not inconsequential stuff. You know, of course. Marvel, especially, doesn't want to court controversy anymore. A- after after what happened with uh, Secret Empire, I don't know if we'll ever get anything like that again. <laughs> Hail Hydra! Don't clip. Yeah, um, don't quote me. <laughs> I think that that's just like a big issue though with like with you know the big two in general, and especially you know post Disney buyout with Marvel. It's any type of uh, meaningful, meaningful political commentary uh, from any side of the spectrum does not exist in comics because it can't because it'll piss somebody off, you know, um, and, because, you know, they don't want and especially Disney. They don't want to be any more on Fox News any more than they actually are, um, you know, so which sucks because it, it, it like it's, it's a book where like Captain America was actually doing meaningful stuff way back when yeah you know uh you know dr strange was doing stuff that dealt with you know like anti-war psychedelic stuff um howard the duck a lot of political commentary there from gerber um and it, it, it just it, i feel like it will never exist in the big two because the spread of you know hate and vitriol is so easily manipulated um that they, they just don't see any reason for it same with dc and you know like 
the only time you'll actually be able to see any real meaningful comics, like in terms of like a message, probably isn't isn't in the big two. It's elsewhere. Mm. Yeah. It's gonna exist in in those pockets like an image, uh like a, a dark horse. And I think sometimes they like those comments exist, right? And this is a, a problem for the big two where they want to relegate it to just the content that they have related to their superheroes and the opinions have to be very sanitary yeah and and that's that doesn't facilitate conversation i think that you need to be able to have a conversation about the heroes because then you know yeah this event was really cool or empire was fun sure but did it say something and that's what makes a, a meaningful run that's why things like civil war has stuck out so long for for sean right like, like there was something of value to be said there. Um, and trying to just, I, I know that that's your favorite, so it stuck out. Um, but like for, for me with, uh, I mean, not an event, but Swamp Thing, he, he has his own philosophy on stuff and there's conversation to be had and people don't agree. And uh, Howard the Duck for Tyler, I imagine is satirical, but satire is yeah, exactly. some sort of commentary, right? Yep. Yep. Um, and they were they were satirizing comics uh, the the injustice in the comics industry itself you know you know so i i think it's important those are those are real things that need to be talked about and the fear is the backlash as opposed to thinking positively about the conversation to be had when's yeah. the last time captain america did something uh, of of meaningful note you know he's been fighting russia for for the past 20, you know, 30, actually, no, since the fucking Cold War, really, um, because it's an acceptable, you know, enemy to have. Same with, same with Batman. The last time he did anything meaningful was when he died. Well, I, I think Secret, I think Secret Empire was the last real attempt, sure, or the last real allowance on Marvel's part for these characters to stand for something that is visible in our real world. An attempt or <laughs> to reflect something negative that exists in our real world. Like, you know, the villain of that was not Kang. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't Thanos. It wasn't the gems. It wasn't Galactus. It was the, the guy who is the paragon of like the, the absolute best virtues of the world is now evil. And he reflects the worst parts of the world. And that made people so angry. That Marvel was like, yeah, not again. Sean, you have a specific question here for you in the, the Twitch chat from, from Matt. Oh, okay. Uh, I have a question, and I mean this seriously. With Punisher, they rebranded him to be even crazier, violent white guy. Luke Cage was completely tabled. Is this an anti-black move or a political move? Again, I don't know. I want to know what you think. Um, It's an interesting question. I don't think – when you say – uh anti-black or political are you referring to the luke cage aspect or the punisher aspect i think he's saying that punisher was given an ongoing series where they rebranded him and mm -hmm. luke cage was hidden ah okay like removed um i don't feel like it's anti-black i think it's pro money and i think that those are two different things i think with punisher the crowd that wants that likes the punisher i like the punisher don't get me wrong and a lot of people like the Punisher who are not nuts, obviously. 
But I think the Punisher is a character where, hey, if you take them all the way, if you make them as nuts as possible, <laughs> there are a lot of people who are going to really love that. But then there's also people like me who don't who don't feel that they like that's not something that's a part of my character identity but i'm not shying away from it either because i think that that exists in the punisher too for him to be a, a violent nut you know um so i think that's a case where marvel sees that they can go all out and still make money off the character whereas they feel like this luke cage book would have hurt their bottom line mm. and i don't think that they care about anything more than they care about that and there was also the uh, the issue with the Punisher logo being a thing, um, them kind of rebranding that. Um, if you read that Punisher book, uh, it's it's pretty good. Um, I don't think it's as much leaning into him being an even more violent white dude. It, it's more of uh, somebody else taking advantage of his anger, right? Um, is what that book actually is about. But I, I understand like the actual marketing around it. Mm. Also, Ares is in that book, so check that out. I I think it's been fun. Yeah, I agree. Like, it's it's a good book. Jason Aaron is doing good work. Um, and that's interesting. I didn't even tie Punisher into Luke Cage. So that's a very interesting uh question, Matt. It's almost like um it's almost like you've podcasted before. Um don't even try, Sean. <laughs> no, no, I, I'm 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 past that, trust me. Uh but yeah, that that's that's my that's my feeling on that. This is a shame. Because Hoche Anderson, if you read the CBR article, which was a very good, a very good interview, he clearly is hurt by the way this went down. And when someone is telling you, we're protecting you, and you're telling them, I don't need you to do this, and they're quote unquote protecting you anyway in ways that are hurting you, this is the kind of stuff that we that we talk about. Where it's like, yo, don't you're 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 my ally quote unquote but you're taking this over yeah you don't need to take this over that's why i think it's bullshit let, let me protect you by not releasing the art you worked on <laughs> right yeah something that i worked hard on something mm. that i put come on months yeah. and months and months of my life into the art was done you know right <laughs> yeah the work is complete and it's just never going to see the light of day because Marvel cares so much about a black creator's feelings. Look, open his DMs. What do you think those look like? Are you fucking kidding me? Mm, word. Especially I, sometimes this, I think about yeah. what could happen if this show were to get bigger and what my DMs would look like. Yo, any of our DMs would look like. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, I'll, I'll take any kind of DM at this point. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> like, we're, we're lucky that we've got such a phenomenal community and that somehow everybody who decides to join this is so great, but that's not always going to be the case. And creators deal with it every day. Try being a woman in comics. Listen yeah. to what, what Kelly said last week. It's no Sil joke. Silva's talking about that in the chat. And even, even as a, a, a white guy. Creator, uh, what? Uh, yeah, I know. Right. <laughs> I sound so urban quotation. <laughs> that was quotes. That's the uh, whitest thing you could have said, Kel. <laughs> uh, uh, truly, the the Twitter and social media backlash is a a, a, a huge fear. Dude, I, I pissed off the uh, Cyberfrog fans once on uh, the long box, and my DMs were fun. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, my God. Yo, you don't touch Cyberfrog. Fuck Cyberfrog. I want to get it. 
Fuck you, Marco. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> but you see, but this is the kind of shit that would like, like my ideas would pop up because I'm like, I'm going to support comics. All right, I'm not going like, to okay, go yeah, no, no, no. You're going to find the victim now. Let's, uh, yeah. <laughs> comics are good. Yeah, comics are good. And I think we missed out on potentially a great one. Yeah. Dude. Here. And the mm, stuff he was sure. talking about, him like being really into Elektra as Daredevil, like I, that was interesting too. You know, this could have been a good Kingpin story as well. Shit. So many play. It, it 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 feels like the missing piece of the whole street level Devil's Reign yeah. arc that we saw playing out. It feels like this is the missing element. This is mm. this whatever happened here is what caused Luke Cage to make the decision to become mayor. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So it's a it's a shame. Um, it's a shame. And I feel very bad for Hoche Anderson. But um it's not all doom and gloom because Marvel is promising the most shocking event. Let's go. In fifty years of storytelling with Spider Man. This week, wait, wait. that also encapsulates uh, Norman Osborn screwing Gwen Stacy. So, not only that, huh. not only that, but there's a specific reason why they chose fifty. Because fifty years ago was 1973, and in That's 1973, wow. what happened? Kale, Gwen Stacy. Yep. Oh boy. Who they so Amazing Spider-Man 121 and 22 were published in June and July of 1973. 50 years down the road, Zeb Wells is promising the most shocking story in 50 years of Spider-Man comics. What is going to happen? Are we Stacy? Stacey? 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 have to do with Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy's coming back. No, she's uh, not. No, no, no. I have an idea. I think I have an idea. It's going to happen. The, the way the book has been going is I think Peter's a little unhinged right now. He's got a, he's a little stalkery with MJ going on. Like he's a little off kilter. Um, and simultaneously they've been building Norman as a hero. I think Peter's going to do something that's going to make Norman look like a bigger hero and Norman's going to get killed and Norman is going to die a hero. Um, and that's what's going to happen. I think specifically mentioning the Gwen Stacy thing, it's going to be the inverse of that, where Norman dies a hero this time, hmm. um, because they have Red Goblin coming up. Gold Goblin is finishing. You know, I think it's perfectly time to kill him off. Pretty interesting. This is also going to reveal what what Peter did, I believe. So it likely ties somehow into that, which I think we know ties into Norman, right? Like, yeah, there's a yeah, reason why so. they became friendlier. Right. But, well, yeah. we still don't know what that is, right? We don't. No, no. We okay. don't. I think we're, th we're going to find out in Spider-Man 25. And, and we'll and find 26. out what caused MJ to leave, what caused her to be with some dude named Paul. <laughs> ha, ha, I'm Paul. But, you know, like why she has, you know, stepkids now. So, right. Oh, you're Peter. I'm Paul. I think the, the, the oh, yeah. oh, oh God, that's a very biblical <laughs> thing. Who's the Judas here? Um, oh, I think Matt in the Discord mentioned like killing off Jonah. I think that's yeah, that's a great, a great idea. It, it smells like somebody's dying, though. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I like how on the cover it's like all the all the major players and White Rabbit is there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, 
Um, yeah, I, I had floated. I had floated the return of Uncle Ben, which was a joke. Um, but <laughs> that that's like the worst possible scenario. To me, the worst possible scenario is a resurrection. I yeah. think uh, yeah. it's got to be some kind of major death or something like that, which I, I could do without, quite frankly. But, you know, whatever. Tom account says Peter is going to kill someone. Who? Norman? When? I don't know. Is that not is that not like the third rail? Peter the one that if you pee on, you get Peter electrocuted. Someone. But that doesn't work, Tyler. Spider Man yeah. killing someone intentionally. Tried it. It's like uh, a like a point of no return sort of situation, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Yeah. I don't. I yeah. So yeah. Really? I think so. Yeah, it's like if like Superman snapped Zod's neck or something. Oh fuck! Wait. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that. Um. I. Yeah. Hmm. I guess what if it's for like the right reason in that somebody else is what, dying. What is the Bachelorette? What? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I've um, heard this season's pretty good. Spoken like a married man. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think like in for example, if he was going to protect somebody, but he had to cross the threshold in order to protect Aunt May or or Gwen or not Gwen, but like Mary Jane in this case, and he was just put in a tough position. Like he either lets somebody die, in which case he kills somebody, or he has to kill somebody to let the other person live, in which he kills somebody. He wouldn't do it. I'm not. I agree with Kale. I'm not gonna really? say. I, yeah. I, hmm. I just feel like Peter Parker is not. He he's not built like that. Um, they wouldn't put him in that situation. You're saying. I I don't think they would because if if he had to make that choice to kill someone, I think it would turn people on Peter in a way that you don't want. Yeah. Um. I mean, and, 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 you know, whether I agree or disagree with what happened in Man of Steel, the fact is that when Superman killed Zod, a lot of people turned on Superman. Mm. Um, that's just a reality. So, um, and also, Aunt May got shot. And the Kingpin ordered the hit. And he lived. Like, Peter was, <laughs> Peter did not kill him. So, if, if he... Beat the shit out of him. Yeah, Use yeah. his spider abilities to their maximum potential. Like all tearing skin off with team. his yeah. fingers and everything. Wait, like, what? Yeah, like... What book is this? It's uh, right after Civil War. It's Back in Black. Back in yes. Black. Yep. Called. Yes. Uh, Ron Garney, Straczynski. Tremendous. Tremendous yeah. book. And then you could uh, even read the better stuff afterwards. Uh, uh, one more day. Was he in Didn't, the, was he in the black suit? Yeah, yeah, he was in the black. Yeah. Oh, dude. Dude, Ron Garney is fantastic. Yeah. 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 Ph phenomenal. So, yeah. If you're, if I think if you're, <laughs> if you're looking to put Peter in that position, you better be looking to brain swap him or something. Because mm -hmm. you can't do that again. <laughs> well, if he's killing people, <laughs> it ain't Peter Parker. Fair. Well, actually, they did that in uh, Superior. Didn't he, like, shoot someone? Didn't he shoot, like, the guy, uh, Massacre or whatever? With, like, a gun? I didn't read it. Otto did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but, like, Spider-Man killed someone. Right. So, like, already tr trodden ground. Is that a word? I don't know. But, uh, you know, that was obviously different. Yeah, right, exactly. I think I think Peter literally taking a life with, like, intentionally doing so for any reason is and, and I think that probably is true across the board for most superheroes. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they can't do that. And I'm not even saying I think I think they shouldn't. I'm not saying that I don't think there couldn't be compelling story possibly, but it's a 5G situation. It's interesting maybe, but it's probably better that it doesn't happen. Um, but yeah, so we don't have too long to wait to find out, you know, what, what Peter did, uh, or what, you know, what's coming, uh, 25 issues, 25 and 26 are where we will learn this information. Uh, so yeah, maybe enjoying we'll, this run too. Sorry. I'm enjoying this run so far too. I think, yeah. I, I think it's getting a bad rap. I think it's been pretty good. Yeah. Is on it? Uh, Yes. <laughs> In that case, appropriate rap. Well, one of the early thoughts, even on this podcast, was that it was treaded ground, that that what Zeb Wells was doing was just mm. been there, done that. And I I don't know. I'm having fun. Um, uh, We got a question. SB52. I'm not sure if you're still here in the chat. Question to the panel. Do you think this is Disney protecting the Golden Goose? Because in other Disney medias, they never do this. What are you referring to? Uh, I think that the, yeah, this popped up during the Luke Cage conversation. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Yeah, I think they are protecting the Golden Goose. Absolutely. I think, I think Marvel wants their comics to be sanitized. We don't have this conversation about DC because DC is just not like that. DC is not the world outside our window. It's not meant to be. Um, They're, they're the gods uh of superheroes you know they're the, the 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 mythology you know superheroes like they're dealing with different stuff some would say the uh the gods and monsters there you go <laughs> well done well and they take their lumps uh on the chin you know tom taylor makes uh oh. superman gay and right you know they go on fox news they take their you know take that uh hit to the chin and Sean Hannity farts on Fox News, and that's it. Be more watchable if he was farting. <laughs> and that, and that's not, and and see, and that's like not a story thing, right? That's a that's a character thing. Like, yeah, we're gonna we're this this character is going to be um, bi or gay, and people freak out. Imagine yeah. if there was a story in which John Kent's sexuality was central to it, and they were trying to say something, you know. Like, would DC have the balls to do that? Maybe we'll find out. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. No, it's um, too busy going to the Injustice universe. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even include that this week. That's but hopefully too, they my talk, head would explode yeah. if we had Hopefully they could talk about, about uh, Poison Ivy sexuality, though, a little, a little more. Uh, they very well might be. On the um, show they have been, apparently. And that would have been a, tr- a, a fantastic transition, Tyler. If we weren't about to talk about Bill Watterson, God, oh yes, yeah. you know what? Yeah, yeah. Kale, all you that. have fun, Kale. Uh, so similarly, I don't know a, a thing about this. But no way. I don't. I, I, You've I never don't. read Calvin and Hobbes? Not a single time. Oh, dude, Neither. that's next book club. Then all right, but you guys wanted <laughs> it, so we're doing it. Uh, Bill Watterson is back. Uh, he's the creator of Calvin and Hobbes. Um, and he is back to comics for a story called The Mysteries, uh, 28 years down the road. Uh, so it's going to be a 72 page story, uh, with John Cashit, Cashed, um, and it's quote, a fable for grownups. 
Um, it'll be coming out in late 2023 by Andrews McNeil Publishing. Um, and for those of you who are into Calvin and Hobbes, this is probably really exciting. Kale, talk to us. Yeah, this is incredible. So uh, Calvin and Hobbes, I guess for Sean and any other two people that might not know about Calvin and Hobbes, Calvin, Calvin and Hobbes <laughs> is the world of a child sort of romanticized by an adult it's about you know a, a kid who gets to hang out and have uh imaginary adventures with his stuffed tiger um it's uh it's all in newspaper strips um the he you know he he, he writes it he draws it um it's it's a lot of like humor stuff but then also that's interspersed with really 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 thoughtful commentary on like the state of the world mm. um there's a um and this was you know uh 80s and 90s so it was a very different world obviously but the um uh the one that comes to mind right now is uh there's a book i, th I think it's called attack of the killer snowman uh, and it's this long epic of newspaper strips where uh, Calvin and Hobbes build uh, snowmen that are like that become alive and 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 uh, start like uh, uh, fighting and they become like an army and Calvin has to figure out how to stop them in the same book. Uh, their house gets broken into. Oh, dude. And it's like it it like talks about like his parents' reaction and like how how like the house doesn't feel safe anymore and Alvin's messed up about it and his you you know you take the time after like Alvin uh, goes to bed and you sit with his parents instead and you see how like they're messed up about it but they have each other and that's how they're gonna get through. Um, Calvin and Hobbes is like. For so so many people, it uh, is formative. Um, oh, wow, Kale, that that exact thing was the was the exact thing that I was going to bring up. That messed me up. Yeah. Um, and because uh, the the thing that stuck out in that same thing is when they when they got back home, they they're they're there they're sitting there and they're trying to also explain it to to Calvin, and uh, the what what stuck out to me was when they said. Uh, we're always somebody else to someone else because because yep. the, the feeling there is like oh how could this happen to us like that was Calvin's big thing is like how could this have happened like this this doesn't happen to to good people or this happens to other people and the the parents had to sit there and talk tell them like well to other people we are other people so this does happen to other people and you have yeah. to take into consideration other people's perspectives things aren't always as secure as they might be and it just it, it just was a very uh, I thought easy way to be able to communicate to a child what that feeling might be, that feeling of fear and how to sort of conquer it as well. Cause they do like resolve it later. And that has stuck for me years. I, I still remember that exact phrase. We're always somebody else to somebody else. We're always other people to other people. So Sean, for, for me, I did not read Calvin Hobbes either. Um, it's a blind spot for me as well. I remember I went to a well, Catholic school would, growing up. You would love Catholic yeah. Hobbes. Oh, I bet. I bet. But I went to a Catholic school growing up. We had like a small library there. And I remember they had Calvin Hobbes, Captain Underpants, and Mouse. Take a guess mm. as to which one I picked up and read. 
Mouse. You're yeah. right, Sean. Actually, I read it in Mouse because yeah. I already read all Captain Underpants. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I just I just never got to Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, but um, it is one of those like it was in uh, wasn't there a strip in uh, uh, Junkyard Joe of Calvin and yep. Hobbes? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. Or it referenced. <laughs> no i think it did i think it was in it yeah yeah and but but this this, the the mystery seems very different because it's a different artist right so that's what i was going to say so this being a fable for grown-ups means bill watterson is talking to us right Mm. like he spoke to us it's this is a bit like uh steve coming back on blues clues Uh. And I don't, I don't know about you guys, but I was just old enough to be sort of phasing out of Blue's Clues uh, as he sort of left. Uh, but he recently came back, and he's like a grown up, and he's a he's a detective, I think. So he comes back, and he he takes a minute on this reunion special, and he says, uh, "Hey, uh, I just kind of left, and I'm sorry. You're doing great. Look at you, and it is heart wrenching." <laughs> Kill just breaks down. I I I watched that video and I need to feel good. I'm not even kidding. Uh, but so the uh, one day, very similar to Steve from Blues Clues, Bill Watterson left Calvin and Hobbes. He quit publishing the strip, and nobody heard from him. He's he's a recluse. Like he he yeah. doesn't like to talk to people. There's a movie Finding Finding Watterson on Hulu, Something I believe. Like that, yeah, that is a whole documentary, like a fan made fan-produced documentary that just to go out and uh, learn about who this person is, who he, uh, to try to talk to him. I, I don't even think they get a chance to have an interview with him because he just refuses. He has to talk to everyone around him, his circle of just friends and people and collaborators uh, in order to understand that. It's absolutely incredible. Was this ever serialized in like a uh, newspaper? All, all over the country, nationally. Okay. I was more of a Kathy hops. guy yeah. myself. Yeah, it's it's I've huge. Got, I, I think it's still re-syndicated in a few strip and a few newspapers. Interesting. There, there are books. I've got one of the uh, dude. I'm looking online. The classic the, the, the collections. Complete, the complete my, paperback set is like what forty percent off right now online. Uh, they're always on uh, on sale. They go like hotcakes. Um, but I I get the impression that this will be the kind of thing, unlike Steve from Blue's Clues. That this will be a, a fable of looking at the world as it is and being a grown up in this awful, awful world. Uh, and I'm I'm really excited to hear uh, from Bill Watterson. To come yeah. back after 28 years, you got something to say. Yeah. And my dude can say shit. Based on what you guys broke down and and the fact that the you know people in the chat are so excited and i think atomic hound says he uses quotes from calvin and hobbs uh uh um, you know at work mm-hmm. that's that's pretty telling so this is cool i say uh screw five for five let's do our waterson that, that's not as fun of a hashtag though i don't know five with feige man that flows better yeah it's got alliteration yeah. so get it Wor- words with waterson Oh, oh, kale sounds like a mini series. Yeah, I was gonna say okay. that sounds like <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. that could be awards uh, 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 uh. with Watterson. My interviews with Bill Watterson. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you got go. a new well, mic this, now, Kale. This is use it. This will be out October 10th of this year. Okay. So, um, and, and he's got to go on some kind of press tour for it, right? Like he's got to be sure. doing something. I I have to imagine his name on it. Uh, sells it. Do what he needs. Like, yep. <laughs> name alone, I think. Maybe we'll find a way to cover this. Uh, it, I, I don't know. Maybe book, we'll find a way. Book club. We can do it. 72 pages. It's not that much. We've probably read things that were longer on I mean, House we, we, Goodbye, yeah, Goodbye, Aerie. Yeah. yeah. Whole manga. So, right. That manga was so damn So good. So uh, that's positive news. And uh, let's talk a little bit of positivity for... Fans of Poison Ivy over at DC Comics because Poison Ivy has been given the ongoing Ooh. title. Yeah. So Poison Ivy is the little book that could. Uh, it initially started as a six-issue mini. It jumped to 12 because people were so into it. But now they're just going to keep keep going and see how far they can take it. Um, that's a big win, I think, for fans of Poison Ivy. Um it's a big win for G Willow Wilson because, and, and Marcio Takara, of course. Um, I think that uh, this is G Willow Wilson's first, like, real at bat at DC. Yeah, like ongoing yeah. at bat, which simultaneously um, it's yeah. uh, the first Poison Ivy ongoing of all time. Yes. Yeah. What is it really? Yes. Ongoing. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, they 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 struck lightning with this. Like, uh, it, it's it's good. It's good. She up. is ruthless in this book, and I love it because she's not she's not a hero. She's not a full on villain. It's this weird gray area that is just tasty. Um, and it looks good. There's mushroom people. Like before, The Last of Us was even like a you know like this public consciousness sort of thing. Um, yeah, I think it's right right timing for this in general. It's good. Mm. I wonder if uh, there was a. Surely the green plays a role into this because mushrooms. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. mushrooms is like a thing. It's a, another book dealing with the green that went from miniseries to something further. You know. Woo! Man, the green gets green. I guess. That's where the paper's at. That's why. The, that's why. That's why. Uh, my man Gun over here making a movie about uh Swamp Thing. You know. I need some red now. I need the red. I mean, animal need the red. Man. Let's go. Need, need the gray. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I didn't really like the first issue too, too much. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm generally not interested in reading stories that are uh, where the villain is the main character. Um, Joker aside, but I mean, I didn't really read that that much. I had to drop it because of the price, but my cousin, um, Bean Sartley, loved it. So, um, but yeah, I have not kept up with poison ivy but i'm glad that this exists for the people who are enjoying yeah it. yeah it's one so. of those books that like people there's a lot of buzz for it online and apparently it is translating to sales if they're doing it ongoing right yep uh, which is honestly rare i need to catch up it's good yeah yeah big big uh ups to them that's that's awesome now some might consider this to be the main event. Can, can you do a Mark of... Henry, uh, Sean? <laughs> I don't do a Mark Henry. It's time for the main event. 
Well, that sounded like Hank Hill. It's yeah, that was a very Hank Hill. The name's Hank Hill, and I sell propane and propane accessories. Bobby, it's, it's time for the main event. <laughs> because of how long we've been talking about this, how long we've uh, dreading, anticipating, they go hand in hand maybe at this point. We're talking about the Super Bowl trailer for The Flash. Mm. Oh, Finally I here. Gonna, I was going to rewatch that. I forgot. You don't need to. <laughs> I forgot it happened. You too busy uh, interested in the actual sports game, huh? Five. I, I went to bed. <laughs> 5.8 million views. Bots. Pretty good. On Not YouTube. Bots. On the DC YouTube page. Probably bots. To the point. It has more views than the DC channel has subscribers. Uh, Absolutely insane. Huge response to this trailer. I loved this trailer. Fuck off. Come fucking chill. I love it. You. I thought it was great. Red pilled cuck. I said. I said, I don't stand for Ezra. I think Ezra should be gone. Hmm. I really do. Look, sometimes there are consequences in life. It is what it is. You know, and we're not talking about something that is opinion-based, right? We're talking about crime, okay? And we're not talking about the kind of crime that's like, eh, that's not really crime. We're talking about abduction. We're talking about literal kidnapping, right? We're talking about bad stuff. But I said that if the movie looked good, that would be it. And that would silence all doubters. (laughs) Not of Ezra, but of the movie. I don't have doubts. Um, I think this trailer was fire. Must be nice. I live in that world. Yeah. After watching this trailer, I felt nothing uh we do have a highlighted uh, response that we have to read all right michael keaton bats is <laughs> the reason for so many views there you go That's new, new actor in the bat suit thanks harris <laughs> appreciate you buddy um yeah i felt uh, nothing from this this was uh, uh it this felt like the most dc trailer ever like it just I, what is that what does that mean because I, want, I don't want it. <laughs> the, the, like, like Johnny ass Big Bang Theory-ass trailer. Yeah, knowing that uh, the the James Gunn world is coming, like, I, I, I can tell this is a product of a different time. Um, This this feels just like a, like a continuation of the shit I didn't like. Um, And, like, even, even like, that the play on the Keaton era, you know, Tim Burton Batman score... One of my favorite scores of all time. When I heard that in this, felt nothing. I don't know if this is controversial. I think that suit and every out every second he was on screen, I think that looked like ass. I don't disagree. It was, was a product of a time, and, you know. Like, Keaton? Yeah. I was actually relieved to see Ben Affleck. <laughs> 
I would, well, he actually has the blue, the blue suit. And I was like, oh, that's the only thing, like the one thing in that trailer I was like, oh, interesting is Ben Affleck with like the, the blue and gray suit. I'm like, oh, wait, there's color in this. That's nice to see. And you um, want to hear what's so funny is that um, Snyder bro Twitter didn't like that. Like <laughs> the, the suit, the suit was, I, I loved it. I thought God. the suit was awesome. But like the people who um, this movie is sort of for, or at least is being made in, is from the era of, didn't like that part. And that's the only part that you liked. So I just thought that was Th- those people have zero taste in anything. Like I'm one of those people, douchebag. Uh, yeah. You don't like the and suit? We already heard your taste. Sean, you don't like that suit? No, I love the suit, but I'm, no, I, I'm one of those people. I'm, I'm talking I'm about one of those people that I'm talking about the Snyder heads that like, oh, this is, you know, this, this isn't what, you know, it, what it was. Uh, no wrinkles in their brains. Oh, all right. It's like a chicken. I'm color sorry for there. calling you a douchebag. That was inappropriate. It's fine. That means I clean things. Okay. <laughs> At least I'm getting inside. Nope, nope, not going there. Because <laughs> we know that's not true. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> um, so we didn't exactly know what this movie would be. We had an idea that it would be a Flashpoint sort of thing. I didn't realize how Flashpoint it was going to be. Um, so it's got, you know, Flash going back in time to prevent the death of his mother, assumedly, and that causes timey-wimey madness that creates a paradox. And now there's two Ezra's, which is, I mean, listen, Double the trouble. What's, what's better than one, uh, you know, global terrorist? A clone of them. One with yeah. longer hair. No, no karaoke at all in the DC universe going forward. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. There's no singing at all, in nope. fact. Um, and so there's that. We saw Supergirl. Mm-hmm. They took the uh like the Project Superman stuff from the Flashpoint, and they uh gave that idea to Supergirl, which I thought was really smart. Um, and she looked badass, so that was cool. Um, there were some people saying, oh, this is Superman erasure. Do you understand <laughs> how movies work? This movie was, uh, it, it been in production hell for five years. Supergirl was literally always going to be in this movie. It has nothing to do with that. Get smart, please. Um, have you all read Flashpoint? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We read that comics sucks. here, Marco. <laughs> all right damn <laughs> we're not uh mcu fanboys yeah take your thor love and thunder and shove it <laughs> hey hey show me a good movie huh 400 blows <laughs> oh, um, like, like a good regular movie like what do you <laughs> but then the other thing that they did which it, i thought was really smart and i was so surprised by was that they're they're this is they're tying up the Snyderverse with a bow because they're essentially going back to when Zod first came to Earth, except that now um, there's no one to oppose him, except I guess uh, Supergirl, the Flashes, and the Batman or whatever, or at least at least Michael Keaton's Batman. That's the way it appears, um, and I thought that was so smart. Because it gives the movie a feeling of finality to mm. an era. And I'm I'm happy with that. I like the fact that 
I get to sort of say goodbye uh, to a time that I really enjoyed for the most part. Um, and it, But it looks like I'll be able to enjoy it without some of the stuff that I didn't necessarily love about the Snyderverse. Um, I think I think the movie looks awesome. I can't wait. And it comes out on my birthday, by the way. Happy Six birthday 16. to you. Hey, thanks. Uh, Atomic Hound has, says, I agree, Sean. This was totally dope and gives the movie a chance to overcome the Ezra effect. A chance, not a guarantee. Do, do, do we all think that... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, 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 wait. wait, wait, wait. Do, do we all think that because at this point, I'm convinced Ezra or not, the movie, people are going to come out and show up. Oh, yeah. People are mindless. How is that mindless? What does that have to do with All drones. All drones. Just going straight to where the hive mind tells you to go. Content. I think, consume. Consume. Guys, this Ant-Man review is going to be great. <laughs> I, I think that if people are excited, hmm. which... They are because clearly, you know, 5.8 million is no small number. And the Flash trailer got a lot of positive feedback and buzz. If that's the case, and we all said this, that would overshadow what Ezra did as long as Ezra didn't do anything more. And so all the things we have seen since the summer has been the build to the redemption arc, not in our minds, but you know, publicly. Like outward appearance. Outward appearance. The redemption arc for Ezra so that once the trailer came out, it could just silence all that. Now, the the chorus of praise is shower, is, 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 uh, uh, um, is overshadowing the, the naysayers. Not that there's anything wrong with being a naysayer in this case. If you choose not to watch the movie because you don't like Ezra, I totally get that. But I don't think that that's a stance that everyone has to take. Uh, the other thing with, with DC movies is like, I don't trust their, their trailers. Their trailers are generally decent. Like Man of Steel, fantastic trailer. Man of Steel as a movie, horseshit. Um, like, so like, uh, they're good at making trailer. Sure, I'll give them that. I also don't think it's unreasonable to think that people were always going to pop for a Flash movie. I agree. Like, Everyone knows who the Flash is. This point right here in chat, this is what I'm talking about too. Ulysses, my family doesn't know who Ezra Miller is. They like the Flash. A lot of this stuff that we have talked about is very online. Mm. Capital V, capital O. Yeah. There are scores of people, millions probably, who don't know what the fuck we're talking about <laughs> when we say that Ezra is a criminal. It's my grandma. You know, they don't know. To the podcast. <laughs> same with same with J.K. Rowling. Like absolutely. I uh, we just went over to uh, 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 my wife's parents, and her brother got the Harry Potter game and said, "Oh, I know you don't like J.K. Rowling, but if you play the Harry Potter." And we went, "No, she's a transphobic anti semite." And her dad went, "Her dad went, don't you think you're reading into that a little?" <laughs> Like, no, she said these things. <laughs> like, but but have you played the game? No. Oh, the game where the one trans character, uh, his name translates to Sir Woman? Hey, hey, hey I, 
I can't say this to my brother-in-law, so I'll say it to you. Hey, dumbass, <laughs> if I've fallen out with J.K. Rowling, uh-huh. by the way, uh-huh. I wasn't allowed. I wasn't allowed Harry Potter, so they're not asking me. It's not my fault. I haven't fallen out. I've never been on board. Why, if I've fallen out, why would I play the Harry Potter game? Answer me that, dumbass. I love antagonizing you. I can't wait to see you, dude. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Um, yeah, I think that people will go see this movie. Um, yeah, Flash to Kale's point is a very popular character, one of the most popular characters to not have a movie out to this point. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's overdue. Flash is a fantastic character, I think that there's a lot that can be done. The trailer, it feels like an event because of how many characters are in it. Um, it doesn't just feel like a Flash movie. It feels, I mean, it, it, it reminds me of Civil War in the sense that it's got so many characters and so much stuff going on. It's got a big feel to it. Um, I think make the choice that makes sense for you. Just if know it makes if, sense yeah. for you to not go see it, because your feelings about Ezra are stronger than your desire to see the movie, that's totally appropriate. If you're into it and you want to see it and you're willing to put aside what Ezra has done to enjoy this movie, that's also appropriate and it's the choice that I'm making. I will not be taking questions at this time. Just know if you do choose to see it, you're anti-karaoke. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I'm actually anti-karaoke though. Oh, I, I'm I'm horrified of karaoke. I, I want to do it so bad. I just I'm horrified it's so of singing. It's so fun. I, I have a perf- I have performance anxiety. We've talked about this on a show. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. Patreon. We'll have to. Sub, sub to Patreon. I've I've drunk threatened karaoke. Where I I think I would be I think I would be down. But you gotta get some drinks in me. Oh, I've sober volunteered at, at 33. That's some that takes some work to get me <laughs> into that mode. Yeah, I, I, can make you a drink. I can make you a good drink that'll do it. I can, I can get you a drink that'll do it in one. Hey, listen, you ain't scaring me. <laughs> we're going to paint the Liverpudley in town red. Man, I'm, I'm like, I'm like scrolling through the trailer and just seeing, oh man, just seeing Michael Keaton's Batman again. And like, I, you know, I understand that we've really been in like a heavy nostalgia deal um for a little while now but yo i we all had to live we've lived through uh, prior generations nostalgia trips it's our turn i just think that it's it's a weird thing to have the the main first poster for a flash movie really be centered around the batcave and the batmobile of course it's weird Ezra Miller is a global terrorist. What do you want them to do, Tyler? Get rid of him. Yeah. Them. Uh, they can't. Him. How? Not now. Yeah. Well, not now. They've already put the trailer out, but they could have. How? <laughs> Easy. Push That's the movie funny. back. Get the fucking uh, CG workers that work for apparently dirt cheap the way Marvel pays them. And yeah. put the movie yeah. out. They're too busy working on She-Hulk twerking. So give them oh, yeah. twenty more dollars you know and they'll do Don't it. Don't take them off that. We need it. 
Yeah, canonical got, Megan the Stallion. We yeah, need the, that the, wagon moving. <laughs> the CGI on those on those piggies. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you heard of green thumb? I'm more of a green toe guy. Oh, mm. nope. Too far. Next. Too far. Ooh, I'm, I'm Tyler once for again once, bringing up it, feet. Sean, for it's once, a bit. I'm, I swear. For once, I'm glad he said toe. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Just a bit, yeah. especially if, if my algorithm is listening to me right now. It's just a bit, I swear. Stop uh-huh, recommending uh-huh. that weird really, shit to me. You're really towing the line on that one, yeah, Tyler. Drowning in cats right now. A couple of feet away from danger, I tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there anyone here who will not see The Flash? Oh, I'll probably pirate it. I would probably say Ezra. So you're gonna wait, wait, wait. So you're going uh, to uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, uh, F- <laughs> uh, probably. That's not an admission. <laughs> Quote: I'll pirate it, as in I'll show up in a pirate costume. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Damn. Then Yar- that will be the end of our friendship. Yarhar Fiddledy D. I. <laughs> I just, I just hate pirates. What can I tell you? That the act of pirating hurts him. Not the act of not not that kind of pirate. I don't like you know. You wouldn't steal like, a car. Ooh, yeah. Hey, Marco, put a uh, put a uh, a poll in the, the Twitch. Yeah, I'm curious. Y'all seeing um, it? And it'll just be on HBO Max in a month later, so like, you can wait. It will not be on HBO Max in a month. Month and a half. Two HBO months. Max isn't gonna last that long. <laughs> HBO Max literally is going to be going away. Uh, but that's a story for another day. Yeah. Flash, June 16th. I'm I'm pumped. I don't know. I'm pumped. And you get a birthday gift, I get a birthday shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey. We'll see this together, right, Sean? Can we can we just confirm that? Yeah, that okay. sounds great. All right. I would like that. Um that's it. That's the news. That is the news. Um, the news is correct. The news. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. Chat, you guys have been phenomenal. There's a poll up now, chat, uh, for the next 10 minutes as we outro here. What's the poll? Are you watching The Flash in theaters? Yes? No? I'll wait for VOD. Flash who? Marco right. loves these open-ended responses to a poll. <laughs> sure. I'm sure the people the people that attend our chats are uh, very much in the camp of Flash Who. <laughs> the medic says, no, not because of any actors. I'm just broke. What do you mean? Listen, I will personally send you the money you need to go see the movie if that's what you want to do. Mm. Or Why just... Not? Just sneak in. Just run really fast into the, the show. It's you what could... Ezra it's what Ezra would want. Exactly. Yeah. A crime committed in their name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if the, and if a theater employee uh, approaches you, just strangle them. Just deck them. Yeah. That's so fucked. That's what you're supporting when you see this movie show. <laughs> crime. <laughs> a t- a terrorist network. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
And then what if what if Ezra is inspiring clones? There's two Ezras in the damn movie. Of course Guys, he's inspiring clones. I'll spoil clones. the movie for you right now. His his they, the other Ezra is reverse flash. There's the big twist. See you bye. You saw the movie. Whoa. Have fun. Unreal. That'd be kind of crazy. Or like a dark flash. He's gonna be something. It's, it's not what it seems. Crinkled my brain there, Tyler. No, it's just it's just easy <laughs> to understand what it's gonna be. They they are not complex it's movies. It's easy to call. Glass onion bit. It's so dumb. It's brilliant. No, it's just dumb. <laughs> God, it's so good. Unreal. Uh, make sure that you are watching us live if you're into this. Um, Saturdays, ten fifteen a.m. Eastern, every single Saturday. Um, it's been a year. It's been a year since we've been going live, which is pretty cool. Wild. Yeah. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. For real. And we appreciate all the support uh, in that time. It's been great. If you guys want to watch Pals Pulls Live, that is our weekly review show of comics. That is Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern. The best way to support the Comics Pals is by heading on over to patreon.com slash the Comics Pals. And uh, checking it out for as little as $3 a month, which is often less than a cup of coffee, definitely less in New York City, uh, you can support the pals. And uh, the fruits of that support is visible in stuff like Comics Versus. We literally were able to buy nicer uh, mics that would capture our audio better um, and will actually help us at Comic-Con and going forward because of your support. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, we really appreciate it. it. It means a lot. Join our Discord server if you like the community, if you like the live chat conversation. Uh, almost all the people that are in the live chat are also in the Discord. So head on over there and uh, hang out with us. You find out a lot of stuff early over on our Discord server. Lots of conversation over there. Um, just avoid the Weeb channel. Uh, Sean, I just uh, found some nearby stores selling the Rocks tequila, so I'm going to bring that to the Flash premiere. Hey! Because <laughs> nice. I'm going to need it. <laughs> um, socials at the Comics Pals. All the, all the familiar places, of course. Um, and uh, our next book club is Strange Adventures. That's going to be dropping on the 7th of March. So if you have not read, read Strange Adventures, now's a great time to start. I highly, highly, highly recommend that you do that and then hang out with us for the book club. Um, and if you've got questions about Strange Adventures, share those. We'll answer them on the show. We'll answer them in the book club. Maybe they'll influence our direction of the conversation. Who knows? We have things happening on the show. Dan Trudeau just bumped up his Patreon to $10. Oh, so thank you so can, much. He, he can look forward to a superhero name on the show next week. Oh, we have to, oh wow. That's gonna be good lore. Wow. I gotta we gotta we have to collectively really think about that because Dan is like Dan is Dan. Oh yep. poll ended. We had a three-way tie. <laughs> oh damn. And nobody everybody knew who Flash was. Look at that. Of course. I didn't. We like comics over here, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> oh man dan can't wait for that can't wait to come up with that um plugs kill 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Comics Pals. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Toto in Toe. That's T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. You can find my work at Kaleward.com. That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-D.com. I know this is um uh, old boomer news, but uh, I'm tired of Twitter. Uh, what? This uh, is is anyone going anywhere cool? Like, All what's of them the flop so far, honestly. Yeah. What do, you, what do you mean? I've heard I've heard Spoutable is supposed to be okay, but I don't. You know what I heard is good. Uh, outdoors, touching touching that. grass. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm into exercise now, and I still do that inside. You touch grass inside? Yeah, he has a small patch. He just touches. Oh. Does he touch ass inside? He's married. Grass. Grass. Oh. oh, oh. Yeah. I touch an ass. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, very open. Just as much. So. Uh, Marco. You can follow me at Mr. Marco Enomoto on Instagram and Twitter. Come talk to me about my thoughts on AI art. Um, that's going to give you another set, Harris, if you're still talking, or if you're still working out. And... Um, uh, One Piece. One Piece is the absolute, the most beautiful thing that's happening in my life at the moment. It is so, so good. And uh, what else? Yo, I'm thriving on Twitter. I like all these updates and the changes they've been making to the platform. The UI looks clean. God. The the, the two-factor author uh, authorization being uh, switched to uh, a text message, your personal phone number. Can't imagine the guy that uh, lights cars on fire as a CEO business uh will do nothing with your phone number oh and also if you want uh two-factor authentication uh as a phone number you have to pay for twitter blue oh i just use authy or something i don't know beside the point it's a good platform i'm having fun marco do you just purposely pick the shittiest takes for for things no dude i just i have different opinions (laughs) on them that's all it is honestly it's pretty you know what tyler genuinely no you know what it is he's a finance bro Hold on a second. Class <laughs> Ulysses. Whoa. Any isekai is better than One Piece? Get the fuck out of here, dude. That's a, <laughs> not even a hot take. That's a wrong take. Fucking weebs. It, is Marco <laughs> going to be the first of us to, well, probably the only of us, to subscribe to Twitter Blue? I, 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 I wanted to. I needed it's to get the burner. app update. Yeah. <laughs> on my main... I was actually, I was actually thinking about about putting, uh, uh, getting it and then putting it against our year end finances, so <laughs> just to get Twitter Blue to see what's up on on our thing. We can get the check mark. We can finally get the check mark, guys. You're giving it to the people. Ooh. It would be cool to have a check mark, but we'll earn it. You know. No, it's not cool anymore. Fuck oh. it. All right. We don't need it. No, we don't need it. I don't want to subscribe to Twitter Blue. Our community is thriving. Wait, we wait, don't need wait. Twitter. Wait, wait. All right. Classy Ulysses, we I'm going to agree with you. Wait, redo of Healer? Uh, incredible. Nobody hey, nobody hey, check that out. Take it to the, take it to the Weeb Chat. Yeah. Go okay. to the weeb, weeb, weeb Chat on our Discord for that. D- that's why we don't go here because that's where I live. And, and, and the channel on Discord is quite literally called uh, uh, Weeb Chat, isn't it? Yeah, Weeb Central. Weeb Central. Yeah. Let's go. It's not a pejorative, it's just what it's called. Tyler? A little bit of a pejorative. Um, you can follow me at the Tyler Olson on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm trying to think of what, I was, what I've been doing lately. And it's like I was working on the Comics Versus video. <laughs> and like I wasn't really doing much. Um, 
Shit, shit. Well, uh, I'll hopefully put tonight? out another toy review soon. I, I was on the back burner while I was working on the Comics Versus thing, and I just didn't want to be completely stuck on Adobe Premiere. Um, so I'll do another one of those soon. Uh, I just got a delivery of my Blob Deluxe action figure, so maybe I can do that. Um, you know, finally, representation of somebody that looks like me in comics, you know, in, in action figure form. So. Jesus Christ. Tyler. Damn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just brought the whole mood down. Jeez. Yeah, dude. Don't want to hear you say those kinds of things about yourself. Well, Except Catherine. Up. She loves it when you uh, self-denigrate. Yeah, um, yeah. As for me, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. I am very, very excited for Elimination Chamber tonight. Let's go, Sammy. Montreal. Come on. It's going to be back. big. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Um, I will be glued to my seat right on my couch watching that. Can't that wait. Uh, yes, it does. Especially when I have to get up. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, tomorrow's The Last of Us. So tons of fun. We have to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantumania now. Uh, so we got to go. Thank you guys so much for listening. Until next time, we're the Comics Pal signing off. Take care, guys. See you next week.